0: what's up you guys sean ross at fightful.com it is december sixth, twenty 2021 this is your wwe raw review if you guys are watching right now please leave us a thumbs up on this video it goes such a long way uh subscribe tap the bell for notifications we have a bunch of interviews out this week including uh jonah the former bronson reed and a whole mess of them last week denise did you also interview jonah
1: I'm getting him tomorrow, so it's going to be one of those things where i got to come up with uh, something totally different to talk about that all 100 other media outlets haven't already discussed.
0: I'll send you my talking points. That way you can avoid I
1: saw your, I saw your, uh, your your, post on Fightful okay. Select. I'm a yeah. subscriber. I
0: saw. Well, fi- Fightful Select? You mean the service that has exclusive news every single day? <laughs> FightfulSelect.com that had a bonus NXT review last night with Alex and Kate. That was a smash hit. Uh, I told them they can review uh, WWE pay-per-views over there if they want. Uh, so subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to be on top of the Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly story all week long. I'm going to keep locked on that. And we're going to have a bunch of news there this week. So uh, we had a bunch of news on tonight's WWE Raw over there. But one of those things, Denise, changed and uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern today, the plan was for Biggie and Kevin Owens to main event RAW. So even by I think like seven, word was okay. Maybe it's still going to be them that was listed on the run sheets. But when it switches and the show ends with Becky and Liv, that got a lot of people like, "Uh-oh, what's gonna what's gonna happen here?" Um, not what some people expected. Not what this poor little girl that's going viral on Twitter expected. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but you guys can donate a uh, super chat on YouTube, but we encourage you to head over to HumperChats.com. That is our Streamlabs platform. If you have a, if you have a PayPal, you can uh, leave a humper chat and you can leave one before we go on the air, after we go off the air and it'll get re- read on the next show. Uh, it's there at your convenience uh, as opposed to YouTube super chats that are only there whenever we're live on the air. But, um, also, I want to let you guys know this weekend is going to be a loaded weekend. Fightful fight night, Saturday night, as well as an ROH final battle review that I'll be doing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We've already got uh, a couple of super chats. And one is for my co-host, Denise Salcedo. Says shout out to Denise. You killed it last night.
1: Wait, from Denise Salcedo?
0: Or Denise Salcedo.
1: Oh, I thought you said from Denise Salcedo. I was like, I wish, What?
0: I wish you said I was like, from chats. Denise
1: Salcedo, put Denise Salcedo over. I started to thought I thought someone stole my username. Oh, okay. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, please donate super chats, Denise. I would greatly appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I was, I was like, what? I thought you were playing a rib on me. For a no. second, I was like, oh, Sean's gonna do something dumb right now, and he's just gonna like no. bury me or something. <laughs> because I literally heard from Denise Salcedo.
0: Absolutely not. Hey guys, if you are in the chat, do not do this with capital letters. Just turn your caps lock off. I would greatly appreciate it. There will be one morning and then they'll probably time you out or something like that. But, uh, let's, let's not scream or anything like that. Uh, Joseph Coray says, continuing the food talk from Friday SRS. Have you tried a patty melt from Whataburger? burger? It's the best item on the menu by far. No, I have not. Um, But perhaps Denise and I can discuss burger stuff. I know you had to have seen that Eric Bischoff article, right?
1: Yeah, and it was very upsetting, I'll tell you that much. I found his burger choices to be so freaking boring. Sorry, Bischoff, I can't agree with your burger.
0: I trust him as, like, a physical taste person, like... He seems like the kind of person that would know how to cook really well. You know what I mean? Like, he lives yeah, in Cody, yeah. Wyoming. Like a
1: grilling type of person. Of yeah, yeah, course.
0: So I trust that.
1: seasoning. Yeah, I get so it. So
0: I don't doubt that whatever burger he's eating is real good. Like, I don't doubt that. But, man, come on. But- I'm
1: sorry. I got to do cheese. I got to do, like, Thousand Island sauce, ketchup. All of that good stuff, man. I'm sorry. A hamburger without cheese. I mean, a cheeseburger without cheese. Well, you can do a hamburger, right? But I got to yeah. do myself a cheeseburger. I'm sorry. I know cheese is bad for you, but I don't care. It's delicious.
0: So, uh, yeah, it, it was funny because Gisberto was in the, the staff chat. and He was like, hey, I got this funny story about Bischoff not liking cheese on his burger. I'm going to add it to the update. And I said, oh, no, that is its own article that is its own article. And I was, I felt very vindicated. I felt very uh, happy when that, that worked out. Kate Hensler said, so proud of journalist Denise Shilcedo. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll read the rest of her super chat uh, as it comes, but I wanted to, to mention that. Do, do you think that Sam Roberts threw that in as a rib?
1: Look, all I can say is I was, by the way, I I,
0: I really like Sam.
1: All I can say was, I was asked how I want to be introduced, (laughs) and uh, it was not what I had essentially said. (laughs) So, I guess it was his decision. I don't know. I
0: love it. I love it.
1: Um, and also, uh, he did reach out to me and was very kind to me, like prior to the show and everything. So, uh, I just want to say thank you for that. I don't know if he did it as a rib or not. I'm sure, he did as a rib. <laughs> um, if he did, I- <laughs> it made me. <laughs> I loved it. it so, I-, I mean, whatever.
0: <laughs> it was good. And, I mean, you know. I, I like all the ingredients in that situation, but eh. we'll we'll move on from but, that.
1: Hey, Sean, you didn't tell me what do you like in your burger? What's the what do I like my burger? Ross, that burger?
0: Okay, I like a good quality bun. Uh, I, ideally, a <laughs> sesame seed. I'm, I'm, I'm a big buns guy, Denise. I love buns. What? What? you don't like buns, Denise? <gasps> Denise, you don't like those 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 beautiful. Golden, warm buns. Yeah, you don't so like these... eating. You don't like eating what's between the buns.
1: Look, I like buns, but oh, I, I do know. not like the buns with the sesame seeds on them. I like plain buns. Okay.
0: Plain buns. Plain
1: simple buns.
0: Well, everybody knows when it comes to buns. You know what's so all about to... but.
1: I do tell, I will tell you this though. I do like a big, juicy, thick meat.
0: <sighs> I'm, g- I'm just going to thank you for the super <laughs> chats we're going to get as a result of this. Um, on my burger, I like a, a good quality bun. I can't have a garbage bun, can't do it. <laughs> but it's got to have a good quality burger too. I like lean beef. Bison's really good as well. Uh, a cold piece of cheese. I like cold cheese. Not Wait, this...
1: you don't put the cheese like on the meat and then like grill it at the same time?
0: I can take it like that, but I like a good cold piece of cheese, a freshly sliced tomato. So a good cold tomato too that's been in the fridge. And um, So you eat... like
1: a really fresh homemade burger? Yes. Is what I'm getting. Okay.
0: Yes, yes I do. No garbage. What do you eat on yours?
1: I told you. Meat, cheese, thousand island, okay ketchup, and the bread.
0: Okay. Well, I don't we'll,
1: like lettuce or tomato or any of that. We'll onions, discuss no. the
0: intricacies uh later. I, I discuss it a oh, little I bit I do with like Kate, bacon, but...
1: but that's on the days where I'm feeling like I could yeah. I could eat a little bacon, but when I'm feeling a little a little healthy conscious, I'll just i I'll eat the burger, but I'll take the bacon out.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> so, like I like uh bacon on a burger too. Uh Shaddy says Denise has the Bailey turtleneck on.
1: Yeah, Did I really? Yeah. Uh,
0: Cyclops says, Step Host, what are you doing with those buns? <laughs> uh, Mr. Andrew said, could Sean get pinned with a roll-up? If the guy was big enough, probably. But I can <laughs> tell you, during my catch wrestling days, I never saw anybody get pinned with a schoolboy roll-up. Ever. Ever. It's the deadliest maneuver. Even even rookies. Like, first-day people I didn't <laughs> see get pinned with and, and even then like the high level people that that i trained with that that would be able to pull that off on rookies probably just never even thought to to do it because why would they there are so many other better pins um <laughs> j blood says secrets out hashtag step post hashtag meet.
1: i've <laughs> said it before man damn i love that chorizo
0: Anakin says, "Sean, next time you're in the Midwest, uh, make sure you to get a burger from Culver's. That is a quality burger. I've, I've got one not far from me, actually. Maybe I'll, I'll try one out when I go visit uh, Ethan Page and Dan Housen and Swaggle at Toy Vomit." Jesus, in a couple
1: of weeks. name drop much? I,
0: Listen, I'm trying to give my friends at Toy Vomit a little pub. Oh, yeah,
1: but you're like, I hang out with Ethan Page and I, I'm Dan going, Housen. I, I, I mean, you I was, might as well throw in The Rock, Stone Cold, and all these other people while you're at it, man.
0: Well, I mentioned Hornswoggle. Just, like, name
1: dropping here. I mentioned
0: Hornswoggle, who's a much bigger star than any That's of the fine, people you mentioned. But
1: Damn, why don't I'm, you go by Hollywood Sean Ross Sapp?
0: Well, I mean, maybe I will because I'm, I'm going to go visit Ethan Page, Hornswoggle, and Dan Housen at... At Toy Vomit, Toy HQ, December 19th from 130 to 430, Denise, because they're doing signings there. They're, they're doing photo ops there. It's a good time. Go there. Lexington, Kentucky. Check them out. Check them out. Mr. Andrew says Sean confirms new rookies are better than main roster talent. What do you what did I what do you mean? Because you were say?
1: saying that you were saying that people in the first day don't get essentially beat that way. That's yeah. what you were saying. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this person was just making a joke.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. And yeah, it's realistically, I've never seen just anybody even on the first day get pinned with one of those uh, at, at all. Daniel says, not saying WWE should become AEW, but what do you think about having less pay-per-views and more TV specials? Pretzel rolls are the best. Um, I like a pretzel bun. I do. But I think WWE would do really well if they would put more big matches on Pa- on TV like they've got so much TV why not like I love it when Roman Reigns defends his world title or the universal title on Smackdown and he's done it like six times now
1: I don't mind all of the pay-per-views because I kind of feel like I like that we're leading up. To, well, when when we do get like actual builds for storylines and stuff, I do like leading up to like a, a big event. Like, I like that. And I feel like if we were to have, if they were to do more of the AEW schedule, I have a feeling that we'd be stuck with like the same thing for like a very long mm-hmm. time. But it wouldn't necessarily be like all of that hot. So I feel I like the schedule that they have right now.
0: Nikhil says, Veer Mahan is coming soon. Never. So Denise, I wanted to make a joke on Twitter and be like, sources can confirm he's coming soon, but I don't know that that's actually happening. They, they might just drop this next week and never reference it again.
1: You know a joke I was going to make, but then I decided not to because I didn't get the right wording in my head. And I like to have the right wording before I tweet something out. Uh, it was, damn, what are they doing? Freaking, uh, what are they doing making Veer Mahan at this point? You know when someone goes to get food mm-hmm. and they take too long, and you're like, "Bruh, did you make the damn chicken?"
0: They're 3D printing Veer off of the real <laughs> Veer, like that. I'm
1: starting to think they're making him from scratch.
0: Oh man, like I'm I'm so so dumb with that. But we did have a cage match that started things off, and we we kicked things off with a promo uh, from Rollins, Biggie, Kevin Owens. I kind of like these backstage promos. It it feels like very Monday night football-ish somehow. Like, it seems like the type of skits they would would run on there, but these were serious. What did you think about the setup to this cage match?
1: I like when they actually promote what's happening on the show. Uh, I forgot, I think it was last week's Raw or maybe the week before. They did the way that they promoted the show was a little bit different than they normally do. And I really liked what they did then. Uh, I like when they do these ones as well because it just makes it feel a little bit more important. Like if I'm tuning in, I want to be excited for what I'm tuning in for. And these types of things get me, you know, they'll get, in my opinion, they get the average viewer excited to be like, okay, you know, this is the person that's going to be in this match. This is why they want to win. Okay, cool. Let me hear what he has to say. Um, I, well, yeah, we'll just continue on from
0: there. So we had the cage match, uh, and what do you think of them going back-to-back-to-back to back to back nights with a cage match? I mean, War Games had two of them, then tonight, then tomorrow night we're getting Kyle O'Reilly. It seems, and this isn't a Sister Wives thing that I know of, Denise, because Fox isn't getting one, as far as we know. This isn't like the Hell in a Cell thing. I, to me, it's just like, Why not something else?
1: Well, here's the thing. This is not like they do it all the time. And secondly, very different audiences in terms of who's going to tune in. I think that the people that you had tuning in at NXT war games and the people you have tuning in for Raw and the people that you have tuning in for NXT 2.0, I think they're all going to be, I mean, obviously maybe the NXT war games and the NXT 2.0 a little bit more similar, uh, but I just feel like at least it's different audiences per se. So maybe that could be a factor, but given the fact that it doesn't happen all the time is why I'm not necessarily like, Oh my God, we're getting this. We're getting a steel cage, you know, multiple times. I almost feel like, yeah, maybe like the Kyle O'Reilly von Wagner one. I can say like, okay, maybe they could have probably done without that one. They could have even done without this one today, but I'm not going to say that because I really enjoyed this match. So it would be unfair to say that.
0: Well, I enjoyed this match too. Uh, like lots of like they were just like let's slam each other as hard as possible repeatedly like Kevin Owens sometimes you forget how athletic the guy is and he's popping out and doing sunset flip power bombs i think the contract status of Kevin Owens has a lot of people even perhaps more invested in him i mean he's a guy that most people generally just like anyway like they just like him as a human so it's easier to get invested in him positively or negativ- negatively. It's, it's easy to care about his work. Big E's a lot of the same way. There aren't going to be a lot of people that are like, hey, screw Big E. Because everybody knows what a good person he is in real life. It's a lot easier to connect to their work as a result. This match, this was a great way to spend the first 35 minutes of a three-hour program. Um, normally, I'd be like, man, do they got to pin somebody before they're going to be in a title match? But you know what? If you've got the world champion and a top contender and they're in a singles match, one's going to win, one's going to lose. However, I loathe the walk out the cage door finish. I have never once in my life of watching WWE cage matches liked walking out the door. The only time that I can possibly think, okay, that was okay was when Owen, do- like, he just dived for the door, and Brett, like, grabbed him by the leg, and it was very funny. I know it's to set up the cage door spot that they do all the time, but I'm like, ah, I just always hate the escape, finish through the door, over the top, sure, whatever. But I loved the match, the finish, I was just like, eh, okay.
1: See, I feel, you know, it's funny. I feel like yesterday and today, or like there's been a couple of times where we don't agree on finishes and how we feel about them. And this is another one where I feel polar opposite, where I liked the finish. But before I get to even that and where we're going at with this, I do want to take a second to say, like, you know, you mentioned that you always feel like you forget Kevin Owens is like the person that, you know, he brings all this athleticism to his matches. He's actually the person where, like, if you put him in a match against somebody that I don't care about, and I'm not saying don't care about biggie but i'm just saying like in general when they have put him against matches with people that i don't care about he's always the person where i'm like nah i know no matter what kevin owens is going to go out there and have a bomb ass match so i actually kind of feel quite the opposite every time i see kevin owens is announced for a match period but now speaking specifically about this match i freaking loved it so in the beginning when you had kevin owens trying to get out of the steel cage multiple times at first i was like oh i don't like this like this really isn't believable like we all know you you ain't gonna escape the cage in the first 30 seconds of this match like this is kind of dumb but then I was like okay obviously we're getting this new version of Kevin Owens right now not necessarily our favorite version of Kevin Owens and then additionally what I did I ended up changing my mind about how I felt about that because at the end of the day he's going into this triple threat match at day one so why the hell do you want to spend however minutes uh you know getting beat in this cage when you could essentially be like saving yourself and saving your body until you actually get to this title opportunity where you want to go in fully a hundred percent into the actual match so i did kind of like that but there was just a lot of stuff that i liked that happened during this match i love when biggie went for that spear and miss and um Kevin Owens moved out of the way. So Biggie just went like straight into that cage door. I liked it because obviously, you know, his, 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 size makes it a lot more impressive. Um, I did like when he had, uh, when Kevin Owens had no, when Biggie had Kevin Owens on his shoulder and they were, were they were at the top, uh, they were at the, at the turnbuckle. I really liked that because I didn't know where they were going to go with that. They ended up doing like a basic sunset flip. Okay, cool. But I kind of thought that it was going to be something a little bit more, but even then, like kind of like the, anticipation of like, hey, what is going to go down here? I ended up liking that a lot. Um, I liked all of the belly to belly suplexes that uh, Biggie hit on Kevin Owens. I thought that was really explosive, really fun. And you know, Biggie, when he gets extra hyped, it becomes a lot more exciting. So with that being said, they kind of went through like hell and back during this match. So when the finish finally came and instead, oh, so when he hits the big ending, that was freaking impressive as hell, right? Uh, And then he doesn't go for the pin automatically, which was what I was expecting Big E to do. So when he didn't, and when he actually crawled out, the only reason I did not hate this finish is because one, you still want to keep some, you don't want to, I personally did not want to see Kevin Owens get pinned heading into this match at day one. I kind of felt that in a way this protected him and it kind of also continued the story of, hey, these guys literally beat the crap out of each other in the steel cage match. Literally, and one of them Crap. exactly and literally Big E could only pants. crawl out of the damn ring you know so i like the finish
0: literally beat the crap out of him denise
1: yeah that's what i'm saying that's literally. why he crawled out he couldn't take it anymore it just let me get out let me win Shit his
0: pants you say I thought you didn't report news, Denise. Are you mocking me,
1: Sean? I don't know if I should laugh or be (laughs) insulted.
0: Orlando says, I enjoyed the finish with Big E and KO. One match that had a walkout that I liked was wyatt Cena. You know what? I I might have to go back and rewatch that because it's been a long time. It's just I've always hated it almost as a rule uh, to do it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do?
1: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: Uh, Brandon says escaping the cage is how a uh, heel wins that kind of match. Pinfalls or submission make more sense for a baby face, especially the champion. And for a long time, I don't even think they did pinfalls and submissions in WWF cage matches. It was. You had to escape the cage. Uh, back like in I the, said, the, if this
1: wasn't leading into day one, I would have probably had a different opinion. But given that they're sure. leading into that triple threat, I didn't mind this finish.
0: Uh, Brandon Campbell says, Local ad in my city for Raw in March. Main event is Big E defending against Lashley, Seth, and Owens. Guess that gives away day one. That stuff doesn't mean anything. It does not mean anything. I, that much I promise you. Uh, he might still have the title, but that advertising doesn't mean anything. Normhausen says, uh, Big E in the Festivus singlet popped me as much as Dan Housen with the ass boys at Wrestlecade. Very nice. I mean, yeah, that I would argue that Dan Housen has gotten Bill, uh, Billy Gunn's kids over more than AEW has. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think that's debatable. Like, the, people like talking about the ass boys. Man, I guess we're the buns boys, Denise. I'm not a boy, Sean. We're the Buns Boys. Yeah, we are. We're the I'm Z. I'm not
1: a boy.
0: We're the Buns Boys. B U N Z B O Y Z.
1: Can we be like Bun people? Bun no. peeps. No,
0: we're the Buns Boys.
1: I don't want to be a boy.
0: You want to be a Buns Boys. You sure do. Joel said, <laughs> "Oh, never mind. I'll, I'll read that one when I actually get there." Uh, but Michael Key says, didn't catch Rogers here to support the dong Lord and the step host, I guess. Have a good stream. Michael, <laughs> How sad, we had
1: the step host, I guess
0: <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Uh, Joel Wood. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anakin says, uh, Owen's getting a title shot right before his contract expires. Makes me wonder, are WWE hoping it will work this, work this time to get him to resign, uh, when they tried with Brian and it failed. Could this be a regular thing when a contract is coming up? So, Anakin, funny you mentioned that. Look at how Adam Cole was booked before he left. Look at the send-offs that Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano were getting. I thought last night was very classy of WWE, how they handled it. Uh, Look at Pete Dunne when his contract was just poof up. Uh, They weren't like, it wasn't the traditional like burial. And even uh, Dean Ambrose was given a send-off on the Shields final chapter, but he had made it well known he was going to leave. So I don't like it's not always going to be like that. But um, I think you attract more flies with with honey than vinegar, I think, is the the old saying. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing. I don't think one thing is going to change somebody's mind. I mean, unless it's like a big, big thing that. All right, fine. But I just don't think that one little tiny thing is going to change somebody's mind. If somebody already has their mindset on staying or going, that's kind of that
0: okay what do we got here let me find where my damn super chats are Joel Wood there we go that's what I was getting back to he says one walkout I thought ruled was during Kofi and Dolph when Dolph was crawling towards the door and Kofi just ran and dove through the doorway that was that was a good one too it's just I hate the rule that there are people who have made the best of it though Norm says when buns were men well our buns are boys uh volob says denise you're not a boy but you are a boy it's different yeah and now she's a boy with a z denise everybody wants to be a buns boy
1: jesus christ if i'm gonna be a buns anything i'm gonna be a buns man i ain't gonna be joseph
0: cray says we need to list in your buns on wednesday that's a good one i like that i like that uh nerd guru says i still think right now raw is better than smackdown there's more to like and even brock doesn't save smackdown because i've seen it Uh, Seth, KO, Bex, and Big E, Rule. Uh, I have, I mean, I've been watching Raw at about 9.15 again, so. You're back to that, Sean. uh Uh-huh, I'm back to that. So, (laughs) you know, and I try to stay a little bit more positive on Twitter because, I mean, you know how people react. Well, shit, people react negatively even when I'm positive about Raw. Now. (laughs) I was going to say, does it matter? (laughs) It doesn't matter, but I'm like, you know what? I can save more of the negativity for here, where they can't take me out of context or anything like that. And one hour, 45 minutes of me watching Raw straight through is not really hard anymore. I mean, if I was sitting through three hours of it, though, well, I'll tell
1: you today, I sat, I mean, I sit at the, th- the three hours all the time, unless for some reason I just cannot. Yeah. Um I didn't think today's show was bad at all. I mean there were some things that I wasn't a fan of and I'll talk about them when we get to them, but I think like overall as a whole, it wasn't one of those nights where I was like, oh shit, this third hour is killing me. Uh and I don't know if it had to do with maybe I was looking forward to Becky Becky and Liv. I don't know what it had to do with. It was fine.
0: I've hit the weird section of Twitter now, the avatarless like you can't even say anything positive about WWE that you like because you're just furthering their agenda of shitty wrestling. It's like, maybe you
1: know best. what? You know what? My like the thing that I've noticed the only it, you mentioned like if you put something positive, it doesn't matter. If you put something negative, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. The one thing that I noticed that always gets over is if you make funny memes and funny jokes. Yeah, funny that's memes and funny jokes. That's the one thing. That's the one thing that nobody gets mad about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> At least not I, yet. <laughs> It's just like, man, I I promise there are better things to pretend to get mad about than what somebody likes or doesn't like about pro wrestling. Because, you know what? Your opinion, anybody watching this, means exactly as much as ours on this show or literally anybody else's. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, I think Veer is walking to Raw at this point. He's coming to Raw for four weeks. Oh, I I think it's six weeks. It's been, since,
1: it's been since the draft. How long has it been since well, the draft? Yeah,
0: but after that, they started to run the the vignette. So I don't know when they started the vignette. Somebody, somebody check that out. It for was me.
1: literally right after the draft then. Cause he was coming Maybe. to Raw. Yeah. Because yeah, but he hey, was drafted look, to Raw, Sean, and he never actually like I don't recall him wrestling after he was drafted and then disappearing no, and then coming he, back. So it was literally since whenever the draft happened.
0: Cyclops says Monday is for the boys, the bun boys. (laughs) Shauna says buns boys theme song. I like big buns and I cannot lie. Love you guys. Keep it up. We love you, Shauna. Keep it with the buns boys. I love it. Pro Wrestling Podcast says Hollywood, Mr. Sap. I, I am, I don't even think I can afford, I don't, I don't know if I can afford to live in Hollywood. It's pretty expensive out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Think.
0: I don't know. I live in all Kentucky. my money
1: goes for my rent, Sean. I live,
0: I live in like the third cheapest state in the country.
1: I worked like twenty jobs and I have oh, one pair of the same true. shoes that I always wear.
0: Oh, I think that's that was my thing when people were coming at you. I was like, like, you telling her what she can't work. She lives in L. A. Like,
1: I got bills, man.
0: Like, you you want her to sell you know, oranges by at- the freeway or something? Like, she's got to make money.
1: You know what's funny? And I always think about this joke is like, you know, sometimes like, you know, yeah. like frick, like, I always tell my grandma, I can't even afford to drop dead. Oh, I can't man. afford no funeral. Damn.
0: Cadillac <laughs> Carson says, I was wondering who would arrive at their final destination first, Veer or Zaya. Looks like Zaya may win. Yeah, we had a, a bit of a note for on Zaya uh, this past week on Select. She had been at some of the SmackDowns, even though she wasn't on them or wrestling, but she's supposed to debut this this next week. Uh, Ever the villain says, "Key to any good burger, don't overdo the condiments." I agree. Uh, I I don't necessarily need that many condiments, but yeah, I, I I think the burger has to take center stage there, Denise.
1: I don't know, man. I'm a freaking ketchup addict. Like that's like the one thing people don't know. I consume a lot of ketchup. Okay. I love ketchup.
0: What, so do you like normally buy Heinz or some different brand?
1: I buy Heinz.
0: Okay, so. But they're not sponsoring
1: me, so I'm about to put them over.
0: (laughs) But like what I was wondering recently, I was like, okay. So, so many people are like Heinz, gold standard, that's what you buy. You just see it, logo, familiar, you buy it. I wonder if there's like some insanely amazing ketchup brand that just like, I've never checked out because just by default, I, I'm like, here you go. hinds
1: Sean. I don't buy off brand. Sorry.
0: I mean, I don't either, but I mean, there might be like <laughs> some brand that's more superior to Heinz. You know what I well, mean? Well
1: That's what you would say to like a bunch of things though. I'm pretty sure. sure there's like really good stuff up there, but, but you're so accustomed to like going yeah. for the brand stuff that you don't buy. For example, you know, those $1 cookies at like the 99 cent store. Mm. I literally freaking love those in off brand $1 for like 50 cookies and they're bomb. Dollar general cream in the middle.
0: Dollar general has some like bomb cookies and snacks. Like you go through there and you're like, go
1: to the dollar tree. I love the dollar tree. Even though they don't sponsor me
0: and they, and they don't sell stuff for a dollar anymore, which is
1: no, it's like a dollar 25 now.
0: But like recently as, as, as we're doing this raw review, Uh, we made chili, and we used tomato juice. And normally I'm like, hey, get Campbell's, get the name brand. And this this most recent time, the chili was better than it's ever been. I was like, oh, man, we got that good tomato juice. No, it was Walmart brand, and it was so much better.
1: What the hell? But that doesn't count, though. I feel like the the store brands, like if you go to the store and you get the store brand, that's like the safe choice. But yeah. if you go for the brand you never heard of, then that's, like, not like not the good choice, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I had never used Walmart-branded tomato juice before this. But I'll tell you I... what
1: not to get off-brand Oreos. Those taste like butt.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. They're all bad. Like, it's only Oreos. There are yeah. no other cookies like that that emulate Oreos that work. It just no. doesn't work.
1: But the $1 cookies are good, though. I'd suggest, though.
0: I like Oreos without icing too. I don't even like, I don't even like the cream.
1: Sean, I can't with you. Sometimes I literally just lick the cream. <laughs> I will get the double stuff and just like lick it.
0: <laughs> Alicia Ellis says, Hey Sean, keep seeing Kyrie' saying speculation on Twitter. Are you working on a story there? Or is it just fan speculation? Uh, I have asked WWE about uh, Kyrie's status. Uh, she went home last year and then she served as an ambassador, but uh, Yeah. It's uh, it's something I'm working on. I'll, I'll see what I can find out. JD Starlord says, Dollar Tree upped their prices to $3. I think it's a dollar like no, it was
1: $1.25. Yeah, it was $1.25. I read the article.
0: Yeah, I did too. Uh, Terry <laughs> Allen Jr. So you're said, telling
1: me I was, you and I were out there reading the same damn oh, article yeah. about the damn Dollar Tree. We,
0: we do our extra work here. Come on. Terry Allen Jr. says, features you're excited at for the WB2K22 trailer, Sean. Uh, GM, well, just GM mode. I've been poking around poke poke poking about 2k22 i'll have uh, a bit it won't be feature related or anything but i'll have some WWE 2k22 news more about um wrestler participation in the the game than anything on fightful select in the morning so uh check that out shauna says i used to work for a major grocery store in south florida and all our name brand stuff was made by major brands
1: i told you i told you you there you go see i knew, uh, it. I knew
0: it anakin says heinz ketchup simply the way to go salt tomatoes vinegar sugar spices that's it nothing artificial i had all i keep hearing that in the little teeny packages is better too because they put less preservatives in that because they expect it to get used sooner than what's on the shelves but uh we do we do have wrestling to review
1: shit i forgot
0: we have wrestling's one true royal family, the Princess of Staten Island, Carmella, and Queen Zelina coming out. And then Zelina beats Nikki A.S.H. Uh, Zelina has been really protected lately. And if she's going to win Queen's crown, good. I'm glad she is.
1: Um, I didn't care for this match. This was not a great match. This was just there. Uh, the only pro that I have to say about this is kudos to Zelina because doing a fake British accent and then going into speaking Spanish, I can only imagine is difficult as hell. I'm sorry. That does not seem easy. And and I'm bilingual and, and I can't do that. That seems complicated. Um, So kudos for her on that part. That did pop me a little bit. But I didn't care for this match. I, I thought it was a little bit sloppy in the beginning. It felt very. Uh, it felt like you it felt very You know when you're kind of babying something that's what this match felt like. Like the, the it was it was very, very babied. And I did not like that. I don't know how else to explain it. I, we finally know. get to the code red. And okay, like we babied it up to the point where Zelina hits the code red and she gets the finish, but you know there's still much more that you could, you know, press the gas pedal on and get a little bit more there. Um, so that's how I felt about this match. And poor Nikki, man, she's she's starting to get bullied uh from what we saw later on on the show. But this it, it felt very babied.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, the Nikki A.S.H. approach has been gaining a lot of criticism. Um, they, they, they've just thrown it completely. It's dead in the water. Do it's you think dead they're the going to
1: change the character now? Because I kind of felt like after today where they had that whole Jerry Lawler portion, that kind of made me feel like they're going to change the character or have her like essentially snap for essentially not being favored.
0: Seems like it. It seems like it. And Jerry Lawler, by the way, PW Insider, reported that he's signed a new deal. Uh, but, yeah, I think they will. Um, and what what does that say for the women's tag team division?
1: Well, nothing much. Well, I don't I, – are, are they still – I don't – I didn't feel like they were still teasing, though, Rhea and Nikki Ash breaking up. But if they do – well, I'm assuming they are, right? They got to.
0: That's That'll be the That's, approach, I'm yeah. sure. Okay, because that's what I
1: felt like last week. But then I thought, okay, maybe because Rhea Ripley was still kind of supportive of Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. You think they're going to turn her heel? Nikki? Yeah. It kind of felt like that. So
0: when you've got Liv, Bianca, and Rhea right now in that division, it's like, okay, well, I mean, that's a pretty top-heavy as they're booked right now because Bianca's protected. Liv is at the top right now. Oscar will be back. Well, you don't know what brand Oscar will be on if, she, if and when she comes back. I, I think that Nikki would be a, a good heel approach, and Alexa's going to come back at some point. Who knows where where that'll fall? I would love to see Alexa and Nikki team up in the future. That's what I would like to see. But yeah, I think so. And I think we we can go ahead and talk about. Well, actually, we'll read Nerd Guru's uh, super chat. Uh, by the way, get those in, guys. Uh, we also have humperchats.com. Go ahead and send those in. It says, untie Rhea from this, prep her for a big mania match or a rumble win because I need Becky versus Rhea. That would be a banger. I mean, quite frankly, I think that somebody, whether it be Rhea, Shayna, somebody should have been thoroughly dominant from the time that Becky left. And I mean, immediately after she left to the time she came back to have the it colossal. Was, it was fight.
1: Bianca Belair. We no. just had that unfortunate moment. Summer Slam.
0: She was dominant from about December, January to then, and even so you're then
1: saying she... before Becky Lynch left. Oh or... no, no,
0: no! Right as soon as she left. Oh, okay. Like immediately in her absence, and back then Bianca couldn't even get on Raw a lot of times because of the way they booked her.
1: Oh, you see, you're meaning like since May. Okay, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, Uh, so what did you think of that Jerry Lawler backstage segment?
1: Well, honestly, that's what I, I was kind of more so focused on. I I didn't really care about the big reveal of that. I didn't really care. It was obvious that the autograph wasn't intentioned for Jerry Lawler, I mean, for Nikki Ash. So I was kind of more of like, oh, who's it going to be? I wasn't expecting it to be Jerry Lawler, but I didn't have the big (gasps) moment. I didn't have that reaction. It was more so I was thinking Hmm. what are they going to change Nikki Ash's character to because she was very disappointed they were being mean to her for being a, you know for losing this match okay so that obviously means she's either going to snap or she's either she's going to snap or she's going to really they're going to push more into the superheroes having a bad time but I'm going to get back up because I'm a superhero and this is what I do so I don't really know which direction they're headed in with that
0: Uh, we still have uh some people asking about Kyrie Volob says what's the deal with her on Instagram says former WWE superstar. Is she done and out of her contract? Well, she is a former WWE superstar. Um, I'm working to find it out. Brick bat says, uh, or there was a Humper chat from last night's war games and says, I still remember how over ricochet was when he did that flip out of the ring and landed in front of Velveteen dream and just stared him down. Sometimes you forget what these people are capable of because it's just not utilized. Just not utilized. Uh, leave a thumbs up, guys. I gave a thumbs up to Bianca and drop Denise, where that match that we just talked about felt babied. This other this one didn't to me. This one was physical and rough, and I liked it. There are not a lot of people that can pull off Bianca Belair as the underdog for me, fighting from underneath. It was the problem that I saw with Roman Reigns' booking for so long. They had him fight from underneath, and he's the underdog and overcoming the odds. And I looked at him and I said, if he's the underdog, what are all these other guys? What are they? So if Bianca, when she's working against everybody, is the underdog, what the hell is everybody else? But Drop, I believe that she could use, use her aggressiveness and her size advantage and a lot of that stuff to... Work over Bianca. And I thought this match was really good at that. I specifically love the Vader bomb. That sold me and the audience there a ticket. They saw that Vader bomb hit and they go, oh shit. And normally I, I hate that walk away count out finish. I usually hate that. I didn't hate it here. And there was one reason because the question was in my mind. I'm sure it was in a lot of people's mind. Can and will Bianca Belair. Get up Dewdrop for a KOD. Will it happen? Can it happen? And it was like, Dewdrop didn't even think it could happen. Then when it became a realistic possibility, she said to hell with this. She's like, I I don't even want to risk this. Uh, Not my favorite finish, but in the scope of dog shit finishes, it's significantly less dog shit than uh, so many others. How'd you feel about this match? Love the match.
1: Hated the finish. All right, so I'm going to get straight to the finish really quickly. Okay. Um, the reason why I did not like the finish was because, okay, so she lifts her up. And that moment when she's lifting her up, I'll tell you, I was on the edge of my seat because Bianca did not necessarily lift her up in the easiest form in which she's lifted other people up. And so I was kind of like, oh, shit, oh, shit, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I kind of had that reaction as I was watching this. So when, you know, she didn't successfully, you know, hit the kiss of death, I thought, okay, we're going to have uh, my thought process here. Instead of having Dewdrop walk out and be like, oh, snap, she lifted me up. Okay, fine. I instead think she didn't successfully do it. Let me use this to my advantage now that Bianca has been thrown off by the fact that she couldn't do this move so now I have the advantage in the, in this match. Let me try and kick her butt. I think that Drop would have looked a lot smarter utilizing that moment to sure. her advantage instead of just walking out. You don't walk out when there is a moment where you can actually right. take over of the match and get the upper hand that was a pivotal moment for Dewdrop to turn this match around but instead they had her walk out so i did not see it the same way you did i saw it morris now you just made Dewdrop look really incredibly dumb in this situation
0: i i gotta agree with you i think you're i think you're right there uh do, if if that were me if i were Dewdrop and bianca collapse under my weight i'm i'm choking her out that's it right you're,
1: exactly you're, you're like this is my shot ass. yeah
0: i agree so, no i mean it, I do understand the like the fear of like oh my god she got me up and how you are performative about it like I, I, I get that but I'm just see in any, wouldn't any have real situation yeah go ahead why sorry. would you
1: have the fear? How many people have we seen Bianca Belair lift up? She's lifted up yeah. dude, she lifted up Otis, she lifted up Dolph Ziggler. So why should DoDrop be surprised that she lifted her up? That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. If you do your homework, you realize, okay, this girl is strong. She could lift me up. She didn't successfully hit her move on me. So, damn, now let me get the advantage.
0: But, I mean, like, okay, the the Otis thing wasn't, like, torture She still picked him up. I know, but not torture. That's a little bruh, bit Bro, I can't
1: pick nobody up. I'm picking I you up. I'm picking no little <laughs> seven-year-old boy up. Like, it ain't happening. You pick up a dude. You pick up yeah. a dude. That's strength, bro. At the end of the day, Ugh. it's freaking strength and power. But I will say this. In the the match itself, Wait, are, I love... are loved- you
0: saying, Denise, you said it's, it's strength and power. Are you saying it's about drive? It's about power?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Um... Damn. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> speaking of the actual match, though, I loved I love that they are doing these Bianca Belair matches where she is up against someone where she does not have the size advantage. I liked what they were doing with her and Tamina. I like that they followed up with her and Dewdrop doing this. So for me, I like these types of matches that they've been booking for Bianca Belair. I've been a fan of these. And like literally everything leading up to that splash from Dewdrop was very like the kick out when Bianca Belair kicked out, even though I wasn't expecting expecting Bianca Belair to lose this match, even Mm. though because of the buildup that they did leading up to that, when she did kick out, I was pretty freaking like, oh, nice. Like that was good. Okay. So I like that. Um, And then that was pretty much it. I I like these matches where they make her have the size advantage because they're putting over her strength, her power, her drive.
0: (laughs) And I feel like this feud, at least, even though it hasn't set me on fire by any stretch of the imagination has been set up in a point to where I believe that Dewdrop can kick Bianca's ass for a a bit, a bit of time as well. Oh man. But you know what? I I think you're right. I think that if in that situation, any real fighter would just put the person to sleep and uh, it would help a lot more if they happen to do it, Denise on a Helix mattress, Helix sleep, dot com slash fightful helix sleep changed my life that is not a joke anything that we promote on this show is something that i have uh, personally tried or verified works and helix sleep is a big part of that during the pandemic i wanted a new mattress and i did not want to roll around on a mattress somebody else had been rolling around on at a mattress store so i looked up some options and i found helix sleep i ordered their mattress after i took a short quiz it took just two minutes it matched up my body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for me. And I got the Dusk Lux mattress. I love it. I, I've mentioned this before. Before this, I was just a back sleeper. Now I'm a back sleeper and a slide, side sleeper. So not only uh, do I get a better night's sleep, it's, it's a more versatile night's sleep. And versatility is very key. Um, I move around an awful lot and this helps out a lot. But it's not just that. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses. Ones that will cool you down if you sleep hot. Ones that will align your spine to prevent morning aches and pains. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. Uh, it is the top overall mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash fightful. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that gives you the best sleep of your life. And they have a 10-year warranty. And you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Uh, I invested in my sleep. I, I There was... For so long, I was like, you know what? I'll order this big hunk of memory foam off of Amazon. And it just didn't work. It caused me some back problems. And then last year, I was like, I'm going to invest in my sleep. Ideally, you're in your bed a third of your life anyway. So uh, this was a, it was big for me. And then when I hit them up and said, let's do some work together, they did. And you know what? Now we got helixsleep.com slash Fightful and they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. You can try it for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't like it, they'll come and pick it up from you. HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. And you know what? They are at Helix Sleep on Twitter. It would be awful nice if you all would go over there and uh, just tell them, you know what? Fightful sent us. And, and speaking of Helix, even though even though this is not a paid ad, I got another couch from Allform, which is related to Helix. Put that thing together this week, and it's sitting right over there in my office right now, and that's wonderful, too. Oh, Denise.
1: Yes, present.
0: JW Pringle says he'd love to see Alexa come back in a backstage segment, walk up to Nikki, say something along the lines of, sorry, I wasn't feeling feeling myself for a while. Ready for our next match? How do you think Alexa comes back?
1: I don't know. I feel like they put so much effort and so much work into this. You know, I don't even know. What are are we calling the old Alexa Bliss? I don't even know what to call her.
0: The fiendess, maybe? fiend
1: Alexa Bliss. I I don't know. The Lily version doll Alexa Bliss. Um, I feel like they put so much work into that that I can't imagine them completely undoing it. So I feel like we still might get like shades of that. I just yeah. don't feel like it's going to be like she's going to come back and she's going to be like sure. Little Miss Bliss, Alexa Bliss. It, 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 I don't know. You either just come back and have her be like, ah, don't remember what happened. Or you kind of have her come back as still the same character, but kind of, you know, a little bit different, maybe a little bit tweaked.
0: Jeff Hobbs says, if you heard anything about Jeff Hardy over the weekend, hope he's okay. Who do you got in the Rumble matches? Uh, right now I got Braun Breaker and two Horsewomen. I don't know which two. I just think two Horsewomen might end up winning that. Um, uh, yeah, the Jeff Hardy thing was what it was. Uh, Matt said that he's home. He's doing better. They did send him home. Uh, best wishes, Jeff Hardy. Hope whatever was going on, uh, gets better. DJ Brian says, Denise, I'm sorry. Salcedo. I don't get it. Unless it's a reference to the South park thing, but JW Pringle says mental health moment. It's a hard time of year for a lot of people, myself included. If you think you need help, please reach out. It's okay to take care of yourself. You're worth helping. We need you here with us. Uh, As always, guys, when he sends this, I'd like to encourage you guys to check out uh, at NAMI Communicate on Twitter. They do an awful lot of work. I I participated in a lot of their walks for years, and they do some uh, really great stuff and have an incredible number of resources. Damian Priest's open challenge. He beats Bobby Roode. To me, this was a decent match. I knew who the winner was going to be, and I'm okay with that because Damian Priest is heavily protected. I think now, Denise... 28 singles matches and he has not been pinned or submitted once uh this doesn't doesn't include like the royal rumble or battle royals or that weird handicap match but it's hard to believe denise you got to think right now if WWE could have back that stupid Miz roll up with his pants around his ankles like there's no way they do that now why
1: do you got to keep reminding me sean like i successfully because, remove it from my head all yeah. the time you just got to keep reminding but, me
0: Priest is booked well, then Dolph Ziggler attacks him. To me, I don't have a problem with this. It is Damian Priest beating a new challenger and setting up another one who he's going to beat as well. I thought this was harmless. Didn't set the world on fire, but I like Damian Priest, and I really like that they're booking him strong. Because if you're going to have him in a foregone conclusion result match, at least have him win it. I don't want to see the championship contenders match
1: please do more matches like this. This was good. I really enjoyed this. I liked all of the series of kicks that we got from Damian Priest to to Robert. That was very exciting. I love the finish, the reckoning. I thought it was very impressive. Uh, It's just stuff like this builds him up as a stronger, more credible champion. And that's what we want to see. And that's what this match did. So I think it was overall a success. And like you mentioned, Quickly, right after that, it set up his next opponent, Dolph Ziggler. Great. I'm here for that. Fantastic. Easy peasy. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. um, I I buy everything Damian Priest does in the ring. I love it. I love it. I think he does great. And I bet he and Ziggler are going to have one hell of a match. I bet that's going to be great. Hopefully it's for the title too. Because if he's defending it at an open challenge, there's no reason not to. RK bro is backstage and Randy Orton will not put on a blazer that Riddle has for him. Well, why do they have blazers? Uh, Because Riddle is hosting a tournament, but he's also serving as a journalist. Denise. Uh, I, for one, believe he needs to pick decide whether he's going to be a journalist or a wrestler. I don't think he can be both Um, that. And I am staunch on that belief. Uh, Actually not. Please don't take this seriously. Anybody. But Randy Orton eventually does throw this jacket on.
1: Oh, it's my turn now. It yes. is.
0: It is. It is your turn. Okay. And he he doesn't say anything on commentary. And then when Riddle asks him to later, he goes no.
1: All right. I'm just trying to start off like because there were so many things that happened with this with Matt Riddle doing his uh, journalistic stuff. And there was a. this was probably one of my favorite parts of the show. And there were so much funny stuff that he did. Um, I'll start off with basically say, well, are we just want do you want me just to talk about the first part where they put the jackets on? Or am yeah, I highlighting yeah. everything now? We're, there we're, was talking, a
0: lot. we're talking about the shenanigans, the microphone okay. shenanigans and all that.
1: All right. My favorite stuff was the post-match interviews. That shit was hilarious. When he would yep. come out and then do the little, like, putting his hands in there, asking the questions. And then when the, uh, AJ Styles basically said, like, why are you interviewing me? Like, we just lost. And then he saw, well, my journalistic integrity. <laughs> I freaking his instinct, died. yeah. Oh, yeah, his yeah, his instinct. It killed me. It killed me. And I just started thinking, like, oh, that was pretty funny. I mean, um, hey.
0: He learned from the best, Denise. Yeah. He learned from the best. What can I say? Yeah. Um, and,
1: and then the, uh. well, I'll finish the rest of it afterwards, actually. Well,
0: this was for the RK Bronament, which had Street Profits against AJ and Omos. And uh, the finish of this led to a countout and then some dissension between AJ and Omos. I don't particularly have much to say about the in-ring aspect of this.
1: There wasn't anything to say. This was not Exactly. Great.
0: Exactly. Then, and I'll kind of lump all these together, we had Mysterio's against Alpha Academy. Uh, I, again, I loathe the roll-up finish. Loathe it. I will say. And also, I don't buy Dominic Mysterio ever doing that to Chad Gable in any situation. Even if there was a fire, I don't care. That ain't happening. But I want to give Dominic credit where it's due. That's one of the best roll-ups I've ever seen because all the time, Denise, I'm bitching about how they'll roll somebody up and they're just laying there, no weight on their shoulders. And they're not just putting their shoulders up. Dominic went high on, on like the thighs of, of Gable, which puts weight on the hips and put weight on the shoulders. Now Gable was not struggling to get out of it because I feel like if he would have even faked trying, he probably would have knocked Dominic into the sixth row just based on, on the way that he does things. But I'll give Dominic an awful lot of credit for that. That's how a roll-up should be done. None of that, oh, I'm going to clutch the inside of their leg and just lean a little bit. This was a convincing one in execution. Not convincing in the fact that a former Olympian got pinned with a schoolboy roll-up. I would have rather him knocked out Chad Gable cold, Denise.
1: I don't think I would have bought anything. All right. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm very sorry, but I wouldn't have bought anything. Um, but first and foremost, I do want to rewind a little bit back to this Omas A. Styles Street Profits match because sure. at least. We are officially, officially getting this breakup tease between Amaz and AJ Styles. They're finally officially, you know, undoing their relationship. And I was very excited about it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get to the match. And then Let's hop on into something else. I'm ready to go. Uh, so this was officially the first sign of, hey, we are moving on into this direction. Um, And then. Wait,
0: well, where? Let me ask you, where would you do it at? Would you. Like stretch it until WrestleMania because doing doing the spot where AJ eliminates Omos or vice versa, I know it's like four or five months away.
1: No, sorry, I would so do it then? at. I would do it at either day one or Royal Rumble. Have that match with Omos really? and AJ Styles either day one or
0: Royal Rumble. Having the one of them eliminate the other one is such an easy like storyline crutch to further that.
1: Yeah, but think of all the time that's spent. in between. I what know. What are they and gonna I,
0: do? Well, that's the thing. <laughs>
1: that's Wait, they always do. You could literally do no, but, please.
0: But here's what I think about that, Denise. What's Omos gonna do after that? Like,
1: I don't if he know. Put him in a match with Ricochet.
0: Yeah, I guess. But I think the longer you can have AJ hold Omas's hand on live events and stuff what? like that, the better.
1: Take the training wheels off already, all right? Oh, did you did catch that Matt Riddle called him Omos? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were in the same recruiting class, too. They're buddies. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, But no, take the training wheels off already. I'm more concerned about what feud we're going to get AJ into next sure. versus what are we going to do with Omaz next? I think there's plenty and of options for Omaz.
0: To be honest with you, I would really like to see Edge and AJ at WrestleMania, too. But I could see why they would do Omos and AJ too. But I would like, if you want Omos in a spot, have him win the Battle Royal at WrestleMania and eliminate like everybody. Just have him do that. That's a harmless thing that he can win at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a super chat from Kevin Dunn, stop with the camera cuts. It says, can WWE stop with the fake cheers and boos thoughts? I hate it. I hate it, Denise, because the reason I was so excited about fans coming back so we could hear the fans. But as it turns out, nobody wants to make any noise there. And I, I completely understand that, given the trajectory of some of the booking. But, oh, it's so annoying. So well,
1: annoying. I, I don't know what to say, man. But I do want to say one more thing. Um, about the Otis thing and the Alpha Academy thing when when Otis picked up Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle was like, I'm a a journalist. journalist. I'm a journalist. That killed me. That was my favorite thing Uh, ever. And I wanted to like die of happiness.
0: Guys, get your super chats and your humper chats in humperchats.com. Your support means the world to us. Also, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Dana Brooke, backstage, 24-7 title. Uh, I had reported on Fightful Select. She was scheduled for a title match against Tamina on main event. I like that they're doing that on main event. Why not?
1: Here's my question, Sean, and I'm sorry if this is a dumb question, but what the hell is the upside to being 24-7 champion? And I want a serious answer. because. Why the frick would I want a championship where for 24 seven, I got to be watching out to see if someone's going to come and get me. I'm sorry, would, but what is the upside?
0: I would love Corey Graves, who is absolutely watching this for sure. Watching this. What else has he got to do? <laughs> I would love it if he just threw out a line like, well, it's that per day pay that they get for being champion." Like, if you tell me they get paid, like, a lot more money for every day that they're champion, every hour they're champion, something like that, that gives me a reason.
1: No, Sean, even better, where it's like, if you can hold on to the title for, I don't know, an entire week. Mm -hmm. you like let's say you don't hold like you hold it for two seconds you get squat you get no money but let's say you hold on to it successfully for like a week okay bam you get i don't know ten thousand dollars or something like that and then if or maybe like two weeks three weeks five weeks oh my god at 10 (laughs) weeks he gets a million dollars
0: i love this you get more exercise. That's
1: brain get. awareness. You keep your brain strong and healthy. Oh. They do say if you want to keep your brain strong, yeah. you gotta challenge it. There you go. That's play, one upside. I
0: play Tetris in the morning to activate my brain. They're they're out there throwing each other off of stuff. Uh Joel says you'll get Sh- uh, styles and almost at WrestleMania and you'll like it. Yeah, I might like it. It's just I don't You
1: will. It will be good. It's AJ yeah. Styles. It'll be yeah. good.
0: I think they can make the most of it. But I am with you, Denise. Like, what would they do for four or five months? That's what I was but,
1: thinking. I was like, I know it's going to come by fast, I, but damn.
0: I know, but I think they will still do it. I think that's it. I think they will. Vince is backstage with Austin Theory, and it's more learning tree stuff with Vince. Vince sounds like he's underwater. Like, his microphone is, like, between his shirt and his, his jacket or whatever. Uh, so you can barely hear him. And Austin Theory is like, yeah, yeah, I want my match against Finn Balor. Well, he doesn't get one because T-Bar's facing him. And Finn Balor beats T-Bar. T-Bar is completely misused. Holy crap is that guy misused. I'm glad Finn Balor's getting wins, but god, like does it like somebody who is as useful as T-Bar? Why?
1: All right, first and foremost, since we're talking about this Vince McMahon Austin Theory stuff, can we please talk about the fact that Vince McMahon told Austin Theory to impress him and he started doing jumping jacks? (laughs) I'm sorry, but please. Is he one years old? One years? One years? One year old, whatever. Is he one?
0: One hundred and million dollars is what Austin Theory almost cost. I'm just saying,
1: bro, impress me and you do jumping jacks? How? That wasn't even funny. I was like, yeah, you know bro, what?
0: If the right person does jumping jacks. It could impress you. Well, he comes out and attacks Finn Balor <laughs> after the match. So we are getting that. Uh, I think we're, I think Austin theory ends up beating Finn Balor down the line. I don't think the first time I think they'll do like three matches, but, and WWE has, has done better about not doing as many rematches. They still do plenty, but I think we're getting like three matches out of this.
1: I have two thoughts. My two thoughts are: sadly, I forgot T Bar existed, and secondly, this booking for Finn Balor is terrible.
0: Yeah, it ain't great. Even even with him winning, but it um. Was t- uh, but or no do offense. you just mean? Do you mean with Austin? The theory?
1: whole Austin theory, yeah. Like okay. first of all, Finn Balor, T Bar. I'm sorry, but like they haven't shown T Bar. When's the last time we saw T Bar? Oh, I don't even remember. We have seen Veer Mahan more.
0: I mean, kind of. We see him coming have. Wow. I don't want to say We have. We
1: have. Sean. We at least <laughs> uh, get Survivor the freaking... Series.
0: He was in the Battle Royal Survivor Series, but besides that, I'm not going
1: to remember that.
0: Besides I'm that, yeah. Raw. Besides that, yeah, it was that no DQ match against Damian Priest that was a lot of fun. When the hell really was good... that? The where they went through all that stuff in the, the, the no DQ match they had at the beginning of November. Because remember, they oh, had the, the DQ that one week, and then, yeah. yeah, yeah But other I'll than see, that, those were the only Raw matches that. he's had since the draft.
1: All right. Well, there you go. I didn't even remember that. The point that I'm trying to get at here is that, sadly, I just couldn't get interested in that. And then, secondly, Austin awesome Theory Lane, and Balor. I'm sorry. Not believable. It's as believable as freaking Dominic, freaking pinning, yeah. freaking Chad Gable. Is, it's, it's, it's the same levels here, bro.
0: I get more offended by Dominic pinning Chad yeah, Gable I know, I know, every time I, know. I think about it. Valab says Denise not doing numbers right. Does numbers for everybody else. I love it. When I did love I not? it.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Keep those chats rolling in, my friends. Thanks. Uh, Kate Denise Hensler. Denise doesn't do numbers. Uh, so actually, uh, Nerd Guru says, "What's less relevant right now, the twenty-four-seven title or intercontinental title?" Uh, t- intercontinental. It's never defended. Uh, Nakamura hasn't defended that thing in, like two months. Denise.
1: Dude. Right now, when you said it, I was like, shit, who's Intercontinental Champion? Exactly. I watch the products every week, and I had to wait for you to say Shinsuke Nakamura to remember.
0: Exactly. That
1: tells you everything.
0: Guys, we are heading down the home stretch. We have Miz TV in the main event to talk about, so get your chats in, leave those thumbs up, uh, and of course, check out Fightful all week long. We've got so many interviews, stories, exclusives, uh, and especially over on FightfulSelect.com, but if you want some more, We've got Fightful Magazine. Check it out. Cover story on Darby Allin. We've got Shaza McKenzie and Taylor Hendricks, who both wrote for us. Taylor did a touching tribute to Daphne Unger. Uh, We have the return of Becky Lynch, an exclusive interview with the greatest amateur wrestler of all time, Dominic Mysterio. He pinned Chad Gable tonight. And uh, we, we look at retro gaming, wrestling mega fans, a lot more digital and physical editions available now. Kate Hensler says, felt like Edge and Miz segment really mirrored punk. Danielson Kingston, partner. I also felt like it felt more real. Happy Monday to two superstars. I like this a lot, Denise. This was Edge coming out here and being like, all right, you're going to be a twat to me, so I'm going to be a twat to you. He's like, yes, you worked hard, but you also had to overcome a stigma you set on yourself. Like, Edge established... Yes, Miz, it was going to be harder on you for, for you coming into the locker room with the background of the real world and MTV and all that. But also, Miz, you made it a lot more difficult on yourself. You didn't make things easier for yourself. And I think uh, Edge pointing that out, it was great. Miz talked about his $9,000 shoes. Uh, first off, I want to say his shoes can piss off. Me and Edge have the same shoe guy, Denise. Uh, humble brag right there do you see his his beautiful shoes that were made by glaciers of ice kicks did you see them denise
1: i saw them
0: they're pretty they're beautiful they're great shout out to glaciers of ice kicks worth way more than nine thousand dollars denise it was nine and a million dollars as you would say uh beautiful things beautiful shoes the the brood painted on the back of them oh my god they were wonderful this promo is effective storytelling. Simple. I dug it. And also, uh, Mrs. Shoes were not as good as mine or Edges. Okay, first of all,
1: um, I liked the Mrs. Shoes because they were shiny and they were glittery. Oh, and I like shiny shoes, so I liked his shoes. No. Uh, secondly. No.
0: Muted. <laughs> No, my shoes are better. Edge's shoes are better. Glaciers of Ice kicks. Thank you.
1: Are we done?
0: GOI kicks on Twitter. GOI kicks on Twitter. Thank you.
1: Okay, now that I am unmuted, I can't even see. This is what I mean. You're telling people here that they can have their own opinion. I put over the guy's shoes, and it's like, don't speak to me.
0: Muted. Uh, Brandon Campbell says, Sean said, we saw Veer coming. That popped me. Yeah, I had to stop myself after I said that one. I was not happy with that. Uh, (laughs) Somebody said like this, Denise sounds like a goldfish. She likes shiny things.
1: What the frick is wrong with shiny things? Damn.
0: Denise.
1: I'm sorry. I don't get it.
0: Shiny things like the Fightful Championship belt available now at shop.fightful.com.
1: You know, Sean, every single time I come on, every time it's Monday, I think, you know what? I'm going to go in with a different mindset. I'm going to go into the Raw Post show. I'm going to be respectable. I'm going to be, you know, whatever. I'm going to have a good time, right? It's going to be a relaxed show. And then I come on here. I come on here and you like literally piss me off, trigger me and bring up my rise, my freaking stress levels. (laughs)
0: denise you don't have a good time
1: no i do not every monday i think to myself every 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 monday i think you know what i gotta go look for a new job every monday
0: i haven't even
1: talked about this segment because you haven't even let me
0: for for the record i want to say it wasn't the shoes edge was wearing i was bragging about it was the customs that he had made Brian Mahoney says Miz is an overachiever in sports entertainment. Gross underachiever as a pro wrestler. That's why it's an insult to be compared to him. Do you agree with that sentiment, Denise?
1: I like everything that the Miz does outside of WWE. I respect okay. what he has done outside the company. And with the company, obviously, you know, obviously good work for him and all of that good stuff. I'm not the biggest fan, but whatever. Um, in regards to this actual segment, though, what I did want to say is that I have hated literally every single Miss TV that there has been. (laughs) I am not a fan of any of the Miss TVs. I hate the Miss TV stuff. Like, I hate it. They're very Um,
0: formulaic. They're very formulaic.
1: I hate them, okay? Um, With that being said, I did not hate this Miss TV. This was probably the first one that I will say I actually enjoyed, actually paid attention to, and was somewhat invested into what they were doing and what they were saying. And the reason for that is that I know everybody's saying, oh, they're trying to mirror CM Punk and Eddie Kingston and all of that. Man, you know what? In this sense, I would say, you know what? So what? At least it's good it's better than what we could be getting it's better than what we were getting in the past man i like that they're bringing more of this serious approach i don't want to see edge in this goofy storyline with the miz where it could be about drip and slime and all of that other random stuff that we've seen on raw let it be about how you know their journey was earlier how you know maybe the miz feels he didn't get the respect that he needed i liked all of that backstory uh it felt it felt interesting to me. so, uh, And that's saying a lie, considering that I've hated liter- literally every single Miss TV. Um, so I want more stuff like this. If you're going to do Miz TV, do this. This is yeah. the right way to go about it. This is the way for me to change my mind about things. Now, do I want to see the Miz become WWE champion? No. But no. I still, at least this, I can get behind.
0: Shauna says, Denise obviously has no siblings. This is typical sibling banter. <laughs>
1: I was an only child for 13 years.
0: There you go. Which explains a lot of my issues. You have a (laughs) sibling now, step host. Uh, Robert Cruz says, Agree 100% with Denise. A couple months ago, they they needed an assist from Kayfabe God to beat Balor. Now Balor is stuck in the mid card. I would have more of a problem with it if he was losing in the mid card uh, right now. But Finn yeah.
1: Balor is not the guy that we should just be happy that he's getting wins over mid-card guys. Hell no. This is Finn Balor. I'm sorry, but he needs to be, like, treated cream of the cr- – like, he needs to be treated like a freaking star and booked like a star. You know, Finn Balor's don't grow on your tree every single day. I'm sorry.
0: Main event segment, Denise, they – they leaned heavy on the the live stuff. They're like, "Here's her upbringing and all this stuff." They m- really made it feel like it was gonna be her night. So first off, I, w- I want to discuss some of the problems I have at WWE booking because this could have been the night, and it could have been huge. Now her fans were very excited for this. I see plenty of live stands on on Twitter. Uh, shout out, shout out to our friend Taryn, who is the funniest human being on the face of the earth, but. Like They're going to be excited for this opportunity no matter what because they have followed Liv's career and they see how hard she works. When I asked a bunch of wrestlers last year who was working hardest to improve, her name came up more than anybody. WWE far too often relies on that. They rely on a hard-working superstar's fan base to just embrace that moment despite the shitty booking in which has preceded it. And we saw it over and over. We saw it with Bianca and Sasha. Shitty, shitty booking. Great video, the night of WrestleMania. Amazing all-time classic match. And a cool moment. But WWE does this so much. They rely on the very loyal fan base to support that very good, hardworking, honest person that, that, quite frankly, Big E, Liv Morgan, have... Extended better on their own than WWE has in so many senses. And they rely on that. Uh, That's, that's frustrating to me. Also, WWE has this weird insistence of just never doing like first time ever on pay-per-view first time ever big main event match, definitive ending winner, loser, no shenanigans. I, so I, I love that Liv is in this spot because she deserves it. She works really, really hard. Becky Lynch is awesome. She's a mega star. I liked the match. There was one spot that I thought was a little rough. It was when Becky went for a low ankle pick. She missed and Liv just kind of had to stand there looking around like, Oh, what's going on? (laughs) Other than that, there were, I loved like the, the, uh, code breaker variations that Liv did on the floor. Ouch. I'm always a sucker for that spot where they get yanked out of the corner and they hit. Uh, I like the pin attempts and combinations. Uh, Let's talk about the match first before we talk about the booking that I just ranted about for like 10 minutes.
1: All right. So first and foremost, uh, speaking just of the match, I will say that I loved the, first of all, I love that they gave it time. Uh, yeah. I didn't time it, but I did see that it was like I think it was around the 35 minute mark around yeah. there of the third hour where it began. So they gave it a good amount of time. Uh, I really liked that because they were able to work a, a longer match, obviously, okay, period. Um, but what I specifically liked at the top of this match was that the way that they were working it was that they were kind of showing off to each other where we all know that Becky underestimates Liv Morgan. She doesn't see Liv Morgan on her level. And so you kind of had them kind of one upping each other a little bit during this like first portion of the match, which what I I really enjoyed like that exchange and all of that. And I think we had like what like two commercial breaks. So everything before the first commercial break really got me like invested into it. I I would kind of say that in the middle They did lose me just a little bit, but they kind of brought me back really quickly. I liked, um, uh, let me see what I liked here. So I liked the double knees to the face from uh, Mm -hmm. Liv Morgan to Becky Lynch. I really enjoyed that. when she did that out on the outside. I enjoyed that. Um, I liked, her going for that dive I thought that was a pretty cool spot as well um Liv really sold that superplex from Becky Lynch too I thought that was kind of like okay I like the way she did that cool I enjoyed that and then um when Liv Morgan at one point just got like really frustrated with Becky Lynch and was just like literally stomping her on the back I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that as well um and then yeah that's how I felt about like the actual match
0: Joel Wood says it was her first title match ever and against Becky Lynch, it'd be hard for me to suspend my disbelief if she did win. People don't care about the chase anymore. There was no chase. They abruptly booked this. like It it was a matter of a few weeks and a couple comments from Becky Lynch. That was it. There was no significant build to this. It came out of left field, out of nowhere, and they relied on Liv having that fantastic fan base, that loyal fan base, and Becky being a megastar to sell it as best they could On short, on on like this short thing, they 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 could have booked a chase Denise. They just didn't.
1: Personally, that is why. Like, I love Liv Morgan, and she came out here and she was very happy. And for a second, when she okay, personally, I was never expecting her to win this match ever. Okay, it it wouldn't have made sense to me. I thought that like you, you know, you mentioned this coming out of left field. I I I personally thought that it would have not. It would have been a nice feel good moment to have Liv Morgan win this match. But personally, I just didn't think like if this was the time to do it, I didn't think this was the time to essentially pull the plug on that. I still think that there's still more of a story to tell with Liv Morgan. And I'm always about the chase. That's how I feel like, you know, someone just mentioned that people don't care about the chase anymore. I still do. I'm that person. For me, this night did not feel like it should be the night where Liv Morgan wins the title. And I get it. A lot of people would have wanted that. Um, but I just personally didn't feel like it was it, but when she, they did the package and when she came out and she was like really happy, I started thinking like either she's really happy cause she's going to win the bout tonight <laughs> or, you know what? She's just happy, man. Like she's in the main event well, against Becky Lynch for the title. Where are they going with that? You know, that's
0: one of the, the, how do I put this? That's one of the good attributes of a good worker because so often you'll see people come out there with the, the dreaded boo-boo face and you know, they're going to lose. <laughs> you know they're gonna lose uh sheila says did it seem like there's a diff- disconnect with live having a huge support with the online fans but the live fans not reacting the same uh yeah but uh, quite honestly there are very few acts that i see consistently get reacted to by WWE fans it is a different audience and WWE has cultivated that audience for a long time but yeah i think i think so for sure uh james kneekeeper or kneecapper says raw goes off the air with a young becky seething in disappointment at the crowd <laughs> yeah i, I do awesome. see the comparison yeah yeah I, I like that a lot uh there was a little girl who was shown on screen she was not happy by and all her dad this.
1: was just like laughing it was hilarious yeah. i loved it
0: kw says i wouldn't live to win she didn't now i'm sad hope she wins the royal rumble that would be a nice approach if becky was just avoiding 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 and then live won the royal rumble that could be good but it, a lot of it depends on what they set up for day one. I kind of hope Becky's like, no, no, you don't get a shot at day one. I already beat you.
1: I would like that. I don't, I would prefer for them to not have, I would prefer if from now to the Royal Rumble, you keep Liv Morgan strong, you actually have her wrestle and have her pick up some wins. Frick, have her win to the Royal Rumble. I don't mind that. I like that idea. Have her win the Royal Rumble. Cool. That is how you essentially build somebody up. I would not hate that idea. Um, But that's if like that's the person that they eventually want to go with. And if they actually want to give her the ballot, because if they want to actually have her become champion, then I would have her win the Royal Rumble. If if she's not going to be champion, I don't know if I would necessarily want her to win the Royal Rumble. I don't well, know. I'm a little bit then, torn on that.
0: And then Cyclops is saying, I still think Bianca should be the one to beat Becky. A whole lot of people do. See, we and can't even forget about that. Know, they've left that so unresolved. They've left it so unresolved. Brian Mahoney says, the Daniel Bryan storyline is simultaneously one of the best and worst things that ever happened at WWE. Not everyone is Daniel Bryan, but babyfaces on the cusp were booked that way. Oh, buddy. And that was unintentional. They forced the hand. That's what WWE does. They think, oh, if we book this person like shit long enough, eventually they're their fan base will rise up and not give us any other choice. It happens all the time. Uh, Mod Mohat Motar says, uh, I think today's booking was good for Liv. I think she might win the Rumble. We're starting to see a lot of that. Now, There's a finally
1: a name now. We didn't even have a name before that. We were considering to even win yeah. the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so now we at least have a name.
0: Uh, Ricardo says he thinks that Liv deserves better than a Schma's main event to a silent dead crowd. Well, you can't affect the crowd, but you could have built this a lot better. You could have started this build much sooner, much heavier, much better, I think.
1: See, that's why it wasn't the right night for this to actually happen. Mm -mm. Now I'm glad that they did it.
0: Spencer Shields says, how would you have felt if Live won? It could have been an incredible surprise, but not sure if it would have been the right call at this time. Again, that's what I was mentioning. I don't know if it would have been the right call at this time, but they could have booked this. To where it would have been the right time. You they wa- could have created it to where they had an all-time classic moment, but the build, they didn't they just don't care enough to build that.
1: You wanna know what was gonna happen?
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: This is my prediction. She would have won. Great. They would have had this buzz for like 24 hours on like social media. Everybody like, oh my God, congratulations, Liv Morgan. And then... Next week, they probably would have just done something where it's like completely where you know they had zero, pl- zero follow-up plans oh, to her then, as champion.
0: And then within two weeks, you'd have somebody on Twitter looking She'd for She'd have the en-
1: Nikki Ash run.
0: On, on, uh, there'd be somebody on Twitter looking for engagement saying, well, we're two weeks into Liv Morgan's run, and I think it's kind of been a flop. Like, that's there just what go. always happened. Everybody's thing is a flop. JoJo says, hey, Sean, Denise, expected more from the main event, felt underwhelming. Liv was off a bit, the crowd was dead, Becky retained as she should. I mean, I again, I think we're gonna see the real work whenever the big moment happens. I think this was a solid main event. Didn't blow me out of the water or anything. Nikhail says, Why are refs so stupid in Becky matches now? That's a trope that I want to see get eliminated. The the stupid ass ref, like let's let's not bury the refs as much. Let's reestablish some of them. Give them personalities. Like I've been saying that for a long time. Give refs that are easier to pull the wool over their eyes, and ones that are no nonsense. Uh, I'm
1: I'm more of like I I don't I don't really care for like that much for referees having personalities. I'm more I mean, of just to go and if invisible to me, make the right calls, etc. Sure,
0: I don't want them to like cut promos or anything. I just want there to be refs that are like. Heels don't want Aubrey Edwards ref in their matches because they know she's going to be paying attention to everything. They want yeah, Rick that's Knox. Good. Yeah. They want Rick Knox because he's the blind old man. And it's like, what? Okay. Um, Nerd Guru says Becky versus Liv match ruled. No one's hurt by that. Becky keeps her bad guy win streak while pushing Liv over more. Becky makes her opponents and loss live to win the Rumble, if not Bianca or Rhea. I don't know if Liv was made by that loss. But um, I don't think Liv's hurt by the loss because how could she be possibly be more hurt than the, the non-booking they've given her for the years prior?
1: I don't think it was necessarily like a star-making performance, but it did give her more credibility. And at the end of the day, we're sitting here talking about her when we probably would have not, have they not done this story to begin with. So I wouldn't say like, oh my, because you know a star-making performance when you see one. This probably wasn't S why you laughing. This probably wasn't it, but uh, I still think that, you know, she did gain something from it.
0: I just got a, a DM from a wrestler and it, it's somebody who had tweeted Lance Storm. Lance Storm was talking about Veer and Lance goes, is he Ra- walking to Raw from India? And somebody said, maybe he veered in the wrong direction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's good.
0: <laughs> uh, it just popped up. Uh, yeah, KZ says, do you know if there's any other plans for the Liv Becky match? Different endings or something? Do you think Liv deserved to win? What are your thoughts on what's next for Liv? I don't want to rematch. I want her to work back up uh, to win Royal Rumble. Um, I think this was the plan. I, or I don't think her winning was the plan. Right. I, I, yeah, I don't think the win was was a plan. I would like to see her work back up and uh, at the very least be one of the final four in the Royal Rumble. Like she yeah. needs a good Royal Rumble showing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you had Rhea Ripley as, you know, a final and she ended up winning, you know, the Raw Women's Championship. So she had that going for her for a bit.
0: Tremaine has a bunch of uh, Humper chats. Big thank you, Tremaine. He says, Denise, don't bring up Nikki Payne. And then, <laughs> He says, Liv Morgan is one of the many superstars who has too much creativity for WWE. Vince and the Stooges wanted to feed someone to Becky. Hopefully she can get super over so creative doesn't forget her. Unfortunately, the the way that I look at it is a babyface in WWE, often they, they have to be so undeniably over with their specific fan base. Then that fan base catches fire with the, I don't want to say the more casual, but the rest of the fan base. And then they reject WWE specifically for how they're booking somebody. And I don't think live is as far off from that.
1: I don't know, because we can just go back to the If it's not time for you, we just won't see you on TV. Yeah.
0: Donnie says Becky wearing that gear uh, gave me a thought about her heel character. Even with her current ego, she's trying to get the man era kind of pop realizing she isn't getting the same love she used to. Maybe. I mean, Becky's whole promo tonight was you can be good and they'll like you. But if you're too good, they'll start to hate you type of thing. It's the uh, live live long enough to see yourself become the villain speech is what that was. So like, I don't think she's growing, growing on me. Yeah. Heal
1: Becky is growing on me. It's still not like OMG, but it, it's growing on me every week.
0: Guys, if you all want uh, more of a review after this, FightfulSelect.com. Alex Pawlowski is going live for Sour Graps. Uh, If you don't think we were negative enough about this review, buddy, will Alex, make sure that you are covered in that department. FightfulSelect.com. Today, I dropped my Backstage Report podcast. Tons of exclusive news there. Check it out. Anakin JMT says, If the build's good, people will be invested see hangman thunder rosa kofi mania kofi mania was like one of those where they they caught it on the fly and it was amazing and perfect and they did everything right and tremaine says the only reason people don't believe the miz is because he's technically a zombie but pretty coherent
1: i had forgotten about that
0: i'd like to i'd very much like to thank you tremaine thank you everybody for tuning in uh denise what do you got going on
1: I got a busy week this week. Uh, Speak Now Pro Wrestling on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays on F4W Online. And then additionally, I've got uh, Mission Pro this Saturday. You guys can watch that. It's going to be Silver Bells. I'm going to be doing commentary. You can watch that on the title match network. And I pretty much got like a zillion things going on. So YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm still trying to get to 50K. I, oh, I forgot where I'm at right now. I'm like at 5,000 four hundred something away um so i got the rest of the month my goal is to hit 50k by the end of the year uh so i gotta work harder on that man i'm i'm slacking a little bit i'm slacking i gotta work a little harder you Uh, need to get more jobs denise yeah i need more jobs honestly i do i really i do uh that's it that's all i've got
0: brian mahoney wraps us up and says i think the problem WWE has faced for years is avoiding giving the tv shows real feel-good moments For the sake of giving them, Uh, you know, while we're here trashing Eric Bischoff's uh, burger choices, (laughs) there's a point that he's made that I long agree with. WWE is too sanitized. Things don't feel spontaneous on the show. Like it feels like it is it's overproduced. It doesn't feel like anything can happen at any moment. And then the moment where it was supposed to, Denise, was retribution popping up. And, well, we saw how that went.
1: I have been saying that so many times, like over and over and over. Uh, The element of surprise is something that I feel is uh, not talked about enough as being an essential quality for a good show.
0: Guys, thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out.